Boss! 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 Welcome to a unexpected off-season edition of At The Buzzer, um, your Ralphie Report podcast. And things have changed, I guess, a lot since the last time we recorded. Uh, as usual, I'm back. I'm your co-host, Jack Barsh. And over there is uh, your other usual co-host, Sam. Uh, but we have an unusual third co-host, a special third co-host, I should say. Uh, Welcome, Evan Patty, to the program. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm just cooped up in this box all day now, quarantining. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, if this is how crazy I am after two days, I don't want to even imagine what I'm like in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> and How's the worst part... How's your social distancing? What? How's your social distancing going on? Um, it's going... Eh, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me because I'm, I'm, I'm a social person, so kind of hard for me to, you know, just listen to myself and everybody, but uh, I'm adjusting. Yeah, I got I to gotta imagine the six feet apart rule is a little bit easier when your wingspan is longer than six feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to just push people away. Well, Evan can't take any charges anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess what would – I think we're all upset. What would make this a little bit easier uh, for me as, as well as for you and probably for you, Evan, is um, being able to watch some NCAA tournament games and I'm sure being able to play in some NCAA tournament games. Um, but as we all know, yeah. the, the the tournament has been canceled so far. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a bullet to our heart, you know, our team, because, you know, we felt confident that we are going to go to the tournament. So to have that tournament being canceled, um, you know, some dudes like Lucas have played four years for this opportunity. You know, it's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, I, we introduced you as Evan Batty, and we assume everyone knows who that is. But I guess before we right. go any further, I want to make sure we know who that is. So Evan Batty's starting, uh, would you call yourself a center? I would say center. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm playing out of position right now, but I'm, I'm going to stay. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick with center, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Evan, are uh, you a three? What do you call yourself? I'm, I'm a power forward. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to call you. I, yeah, I can't wait till he makes the transition to power point guard. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Evan Batty's starting center for the Colorado Buffaloes, obviously. Um, and as we're talking about, we uh, see you was slated, I guess, projected, um, I think, given to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, but given the coronavirus fears and um, I guess most – venues canceling around the country the tournament has been canceled um which as you pointed out is is tough because for players like shane gatling and lucas seward um i guess that was the last shot at at yeah. glory um and that would that would be lucas's first tournament i think playing yes it would yeah it would. um so i think he become he and shane become the first players in the tab Boyle era to not play in ncaa tournament through no fault of their own I because mean, no they that's not true their way. is that not it's true a, Lucas Seward is now the first four-year player to not play in the Oh, okay. That's a much better way to play. Uh, which is very unfair to him, but, yeah, I oh, guess it is what it is. That's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. It, it's um, – well, I guess you're right, because Derek White played one year and 
he also didn't get make it to the tournament. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm sure you've been in contact with your your teammates um, yeah. and Ted Boyle so far. How are they taking it? Um, you know, we're all coping with it um, differently. I mean, everybody copes differently. I mean, but you know, we're all still sad. Uh, right. You know, that's to, to have basketball entirely. I'd say ripped away from you. You know, in, in two days span is no fun. So, you know. Hmm. Um, and obviously there was a, uh, there's a trip to the Pac-12 tournament that was cut short. I think C was the last, they played the last game with fans in attendance, um, across the country, which had to be a little surreal too. Um, do you want to talk about that experience in Vegas at all? Because you, you, I think you landed right as stuff was ramping up. Did that affect you? Yeah. Affect the mindset at all? Um, I don't know. It was it was it was a blessing being one of the last um, games with fans in attendance, you know, in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, when being the last game, but um, I feel like I feel like the overall like health concerns of the, the people here in America, and you know, it just I think it got to our team. You know, it got to the mindset, and um, you know. We didn't. I I thought like we we competed that night. We com- competed on a on a high level. So, mm-hmm. you know. What was it like um, seeing the news that everything would be canceled? Did it was kind of surreal. You- yeah, it was kind of surreal. Like, <laughs> you know, you 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 dream of winning a game and then playing the next day and playing next playing the next day and then so on in the tournament like this and um. It, it was real to the fact that, you know, day one, day one of the Pac-12 tournament was over, and then day two wasn't going to happen. You know, just that, just that fact, yeah. like day two is not going to happen. Were you hoping so that I, it would? Were you hoping it would be postponed? Um, yeah. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like to postpone it because, you know, I want, I want somebody from the Pac-12 um, being our rep in the tournament. You know. Strength in numbers, I think it, you know it's good for the Pac-12 have more teams in the in the tournament. So <clears throat> I just think that you know it was an unfortunate situation. You know that it took away from teams who really deserved the shot. Like Washington State came in, beat us. You know they 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 deserved that shot to win it all. Um, Cal beat Stanford that night, and they deserved Cal deserved that shot to go on and you know play for it, but um, they didn't get that shot, and, you know, I'm so sorry for them, too, and the fact that they won a game in hopes of playing tomorrow, and they couldn't play tomorrow. I guess I, I guess that's interesting, because, yeah, they both, Cal and Washington State, actually both came in pretty hot. Um, I think yeah. the same with, I mean, there's a few other teams in the Pac-12 that came in on a streak, but um, CU obviously came in on, like, a there was a rough spot near the end of the season. Right. I think the, the last four games um, were losses, but I, I think yeah. both of them, both both ways, it just it's weird because you want to ride the momentum. And I'm sure the CU team was looking forward to, I guess, like riding the ship or rewriting the end of the story, the season um, right. tournament. Um, is there a sense of like unfinished business now within the team of, of trying it's- to? Finish what you started. Big time since unfinished business, it's because you know, cool. We're we we can we can say and celebrate the fact that we we were a tournament team. I think, mm-hmm. 
but we haven't played in that game yet. You know, we ended the year on a five-game losing streak. We haven't, mm-hmm. you know, really done anything to want to relax, to uh, be, um, to be comfortable. You know, we don't, we we haven't done anything to, you know, have us feeling that way. So next year, we we gotta figure out, we gotta figure out why our five-game losing streak happened, pinpoint it, the the reasoning, and move forward and attack that. Because mm-hmm. if we don't figure it out, you know, it could bleed in next year. I don't want that. I wonder. Um, I think. I mean. I think all that. It's tough too because I. I think that at least from the outside looking in, that the team camaraderie never really wavered. I, I, from the outside looking in, once again, it looked like everyone still stayed close. I mean, we all know that your class, like the class of McKinley and Tyler Bay and, um, oh, geez, Deshaun Swartz. Deshaun. Yeah. Um, you know, they, we've watched you grow up together on the court. Um, and I don't think any of that ever, ever faltered. So it's hard. I, I don't think that the camaraderie isn't there. It's just, you know, for some reason that slide happened. Is it, is it tougher to figure that out now that you all have to, I mean, kind of scattered back, you know, I'm assuming that McKinley went back to Minnesota and you're obviously in California now. Is it you guys are still communicating? I'm I'm sure, but is is it harder to figure that out with without the day to day like practice or interaction? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's always tougher to figure out if you're in a if you're in any bad spell. It's always tougher to figure out if you're not together. So, because mm-hmm. um, one guy can be thinking one thing, one other guy can think another. So, you know, it's it's always easier when you're together. But um, I think our team is really close, just in general. And that's one of the things that I'm thinking about now. Are we too close to, like, really hold each other accountable? Mm. You know, are, are we too close, like, family-wise? Interesting. My team, my team from, one, from 1 to 17 might be the most tight group I've ever been with in my life. You know, my high school, my high school team was pretty tight. It was, like, it was a family. So, you know, that's saying something. We had a good year. But not mm-hmm. it's not it's not a great year, and that's that's something I tr- I'm trying to have for the next two years. I'm trying to have two great years. Yeah. Um. Do you, so? Do you know what happened like during that four game losing streak? Like, do you know what set that collapse, so to speak? Um. I don't know, but you know, I have a theory. Um, it started on loss to UCLA. Um, senior night. Mm-hmm. You know, usually. Any other time we lost during the season, we bounced back with a win. Besides Kansas, Northern Iowa. But any time any other time we lost, we bounced back with a win. And then I just feel like we were so emotionally down. We were so emotionally sad because we lost on senior night. And obviously we care for our boys, Lucas and Shane, that it kind of bled into the game after that. And then we were sad about that game and then in the game after that. It's just an ongoing thing. Did you guys uh, experience a lot of pressure to win the Pac-12? Like that game against Oregon, um, you could have taken a huge lead in the Pac-12 standings. Did that kind of get to you? Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for anybody but myself. So, you know, but as a team, I felt like we – felt for pressure a little bit, but not – it didn't handle the way we played. 
you know, personally, I didn't feel any pressure. I mean, um, I know Oregon, Oregon in Eugene, you know, I went out there and I just played my game. And I didn't feel any pressure, but I think maybe some of our guys did at that point, you know. And, um, you know, you can't play with a lot of pressure on your shoulders. You have to be free. You have to be, you know, just overflowing with freeness. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so moving forward into next year, going from a good to great team, what do you think the buffs are missing? That's, that's tough because, you know, if if I'm deciding on what we're missing for next year, I would just look at our five-game losing streak, losing streak this year as a kind of catalyst for that. And I'd say confidence, you know, you guys have to play with more confidence and um, toughness. Confidence and toughness, I think, you know, is, is the key to next year because we're pretty much going to have the same team. So, you know. Yeah, let me see. Let me see if I can ask that in a little more fun way too. Uh, Sorry. How, how, <laughs> how fun is Keyshawn Bartholomew? Because I'm excited. Huh. Key's a Key's a heck of a player. He's you know he he's, he he wants to he wants to challenge McKinley every day in practice, and that's you know that's that's a hard McKinley's challenge. A, yeah, McKinley's a good guard. He's a great guard. I think the best point guard in the nation. So I mean, for Keyshawn to you know, want to go up against him every day, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's only going to make him better. So, I mean, I'm excited for him. He's going to be um, a dude that can let McKinley play off the ball and he can take over as a one. And uh, he can play, he can play two as well. Um, he's athletic. He's quick. He's, he's probably the quickest person on the team. He's, he's just, he's all around a good player. Do you think, uh, do you think anyone's poised for a breakout season next year? Boys for a breakout season. You could be the answer. I say. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, we have a lot of good guys, so you know it's 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 hard to pinpoint where our breakout would be because we have so many good guys that can easily break out for you know twenty points a game, and then. Uh, you know, it's just it's just you know, so many weapons. I mean, McKinley obviously is gonna lead the way next year, um, but yeah, I think it's just so many weapons. Um, I do have a question about um, like what what you're going to improve over the off season. Like, yeah, what are the next steps in your development? Okay, so I'm gonna just uh, basically. You know, I, I improved my body from last year to this year. You know, I'm gonna work on that. You know, again next year. You know, um, you know, want to want to want to get to my my speak, uh, sweet spot playing wise. So um, I think I have to be a more consistent low post scorer. I have to remain the ball because I I didn't really you know, want the ball down there. I mean, I would I would I didn't view myself as a scorer this year, and I have to. You know, I have to think about that next year because I love, I love to pass, but if I don't score, then my passing won't be there. So that's, I, that I, spin move is nice. Yeah, the spin move is always there, but <laughs> I I just I have to get a more aggressive, you know, scoring the basketball, be more consistent, low post score. 
Yeah, I mean, so Sam can attest to this, but I'm I just I think basketball should be a low post game, anyways. I just love post game basketball. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Josh Scott's in the area, man, and I watched him dominate teams for two years in the post yeah. too. So if we if you can pick up some of those moves, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Scott's around, so I'm definitely being contact <laughs> in the summer. Nice, good to hear. But family staying strong. Yeah. Um, do you have any? Do you have any? Um, like, like the high points of the season, like the most enjoyable games or the most fun off the court moments. Uh, the most enjoyable game probably was Dayton. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good answer. And the fact <laughs> that they were just—it was a harsh, it was a high, harsh uh, environment. You know, McKinley got booed at warmups. Every time he touched the ball, he got booed really loud. It was—it was pretty much a road game. But that's like that's an advantage for you guys if McKinley's pissed off. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they, they didn't know that though. If McKinley's pissed off, that's you know, that's not good for the other team. But um, yeah, so it was just you know the the hate we we share with McKinley because I mean he just I don't know why it booed him. I mean he didn't leave that school on like bad terms, but you know you know how basketball fans are so. They moved him, and uh, we felt like we had to get his back in that game. So, you know, we all just played so hard, and I uh, went to overtime, you know, and we just played even harder. So. Yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I can speak from, from the fan perspective, too. I'm sure, I mean, it's got to be so strange looking back on that game, Um on your side as well, but just being in the stands that the second half of the Stanford game, I don't know if I'll ever forget like a minute of that half. That was just, I don't know. It was just one of the, the most wild experiences I've ever had as a fan. Um, and I'm sure you were going through a lot that day, but um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was surreal watching you just cause it was like I, the, the amount of strength it took to keep playing on that. I was impressed at least. <laughs> thank so you. I, I mean, that. yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, it, it was a scary fall, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I got to still push it up, and, you know, he uh, wrapped me up, and I didn't really, you know, have time to locate where his head was at. And I was going to the ground, like, your natural reaction is to put your hand on the ground. So, um, I, just, I just was so, you know, empathetic, and, you know, just, I thought I, thought I killed a man, honestly. Oh, no. That's why. That's why when I look, when I uh, sat up, looking his head, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it, it was, it was bad, and uh, his eyes was like all roasted back in his head. I was like, "Oh my god!" Just please no. <laughs> so I mean, and then when my coach, my strength coach, told me he's gonna be okay, I was a little more calm. And then my mom walked in the locker room. I went to the locker room. My mom walked in the locker room, you know, just comforted me and said, he's going to be all right. You know, nobody nobody, nobody who knows you thinks you meant to do this. You know, it's a basketball play. Stuff happens. You know, she just finally calmed me down. And I was, you know, able to go out there again and um, help my team. Because I was, I was emotional while I was playing, too. I remember I had a three. I had a three in that game. And I was crying, like, Tear right right into my face when I was shooting three, so it was it was just surreal in the fact that you know, um, it's bigger than basketball. You know, it's a it's a humanity thing at that point. 
Yeah, this does on a on a more positive note. This does remind me about um, remember when you're uh, shooting free throws at the NIT game, and it was just, yeah. like, just you on the court, and everybody yeah. was giving you a standing ovation. That was my yeah. favorite moment of that season. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad it's the same. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um, I mean, so I we think we should get to the fun questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have some questions about the team. Okay, cool. Uh, Jack, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so this is our this is our bad take at like 94 feet with Jay Billis. Okay. So who's the who would you say best dresser on the team is? Dresser. Yeah. Best dressed. Uh, Desha- Deshaun. Ah, yeah, that's probably. That's true. Player. I follow his Instagram. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then worst dressed. Uh, mm. Alex Stratting. Really? <laughs> that would not be my expectations. I thought he'd be sharp. Nah. <laughs> he is sharp, but he, you know. Like everyday dresser, like he's not, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't try. Who's so, the, give it to him. who's the, the, the smartest guy in the team? Actually, worst, worst, uh, worst dresser is Dallas. <laughs> His dad wears that same sports coat every, yeah, every he, basketball he for sure game. The worst, he's he for sure the worst dresser. Does he wear just the, the, the CU sweats that you guys get all the time? No, like, it's just... I don't know. I feel like none of his stuff fits him. That's why. All right. Who's the who's the worst dancer then on the team? Worst dancer? Yeah, and wow. you can't pick Tad. Tad does not count. Oh, worst dancer. Is it Jakob Dombeck? I can't imagine him being able to move fluidly. No, he can dance. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, he can dance. Wow. Uh... I'm gonna have to go with Wow. <laughs> ah Lucas, Lucas. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that one makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. This All right, one um, this one might be easier. Best answer, and you are included. You can choose yourself. I say it's me. <laughs> I'm gonna rank I'm gonna rank the the three best answers. No. All right. Four. Five. It's me. <laughs> T-Bay, Shane, uh, McKinley, and Deshaun. Probably. Okay, just the starting five. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Um. So who who's uh who's the funniest teammate? Tyler. Tyler Day. No doubt. Really? What's yeah. his What's his sense of humor? How does he get you guys? Uh. He's just really loud. Like, you know, he's he's really quiet in in person. He's really quiet you know, to the media. He's really loud with us. Um, I don't know. He's just, he's just a fool. He does stuff. Like, he, he does things that are funny. <laughs> Who's the, uh, the, the most serious player? I think I know. Most serious? Yeah. That's a tough one because our team is just all jokesters. Oh, is that? Do you think that's one of the issues why you guys aren't uh, as tough? <laughs> no. Too many no. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Too many jokes. Oh no. man. Um. Not enough assholes on the team. <laughs> the most serious. Oh, ah. 
I have no idea, honestly. That's fine. That's fine. That's a good problem to have is you don't know who the most serious on the team is. I think that's a good problem. Yeah. Is um, there any is there any player you guys played against that you would kind of want on your team? Oh, AJ Stewart. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> uh, Obi Toppin. Another good one, oh, yeah. Was, who was I... your toughest matchup this year? Huh? Who was your toughest matchup this year? Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he I bodied figured. you. Well, yeah. yeah, he's going to body about everyone on his way to the NBA, too. God, yeah. yes. I love that guy. <laughs> um, now, who was the easiest matchup of the good players that you went to up against? Someone that surprised you. Oh, mm. uh, that's tough. Let's Easy. make your job easier. Let's. You can also include practice players, players you played against at practice. <laughs> uh, well, I was about to say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody is just different in the sense that you know you can. Isaiah Stewart is so hard to guard because they go to Isaiah Stewart every time on offense. It's so like it, it, it all runs through him. You know what I'm saying? So there's multiple ways of playing that make it easier and harder to guard. Yeah. You know, it really, it really depends on their play style. How do you deal with, uh, with like guards if you ever get switched onto the perimeter? What's Hello? your mental process? Hey, do you hear me? Yeah. What's my oh, mental sorry. process? Yeah. When you like, get you under a guard. Like, 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 oh shit. Like, if you're on Devin Dotson. <laughs> oh, I'm locking them up. If I switch <laughs> up, no, I'm locking them up. I'm sitting down. Yeah. All right. I, I, got, I got two quick practice questions for you. Number one, who's a filthy, who has the filthiest dunk this year? Who had the best practice dunk this year? Uh, best practice done. Wait, in practice? Yeah. Oh, oh, Eli, Eli for sure. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he can leap, man. That guy can jump. Do you remember he, what he did? He can, he can fly. Um, it was a chip jam. It was a chip tip jam, and he flew over all of our like. It was like me, Tyler Lucas, uh, some other people in like a big jumping circle because the ball was like up there. We're trying to get the rebound, and Eli just goes over all of us with one hand, just crushes it. Ooh. I'm excited for him next year. That's a good breakout candidate. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then my second one is give us one, I guess, quick Tad story. Just one small Tad story from practice. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I told you, like, you guys this. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, so I, well, I, I've heard he's he's ridiculously competitive at ping pong. Is that true? I've heard he's good. Oh yeah! Oh my god! He's so competitive in ping pong. Maybe the most. Yeah, he's yeah he's he can play. But the tad story, I would say. So we were playing Washington at home my freshman year. We lost the game. We got out rebounded by twenty. So that wasn't really good. Yeah, he's not gonna like that. <laughs> You know, Coach Bo is, you know, he's he, he's an emotional person. I mean, that's what makes him sometimes great because, you know, he, he cares. So, he was, 
he was kicking a ball. He was kicking a, a box in the locker room, you know, to waiting to address us as a post game. And I walk in fresh out of the hospital, like four weeks later, out the, out the hospital. <laughs> I, I walk in, he kicks it as hard as he can. It hits me in the side of the head. He says, oh, sorry, Evan. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And how'd you react? I was like, it was okay, it's okay, coach. It didn't hurt. <laughs> Oh God! Has he has he beat everyone in the, in the team at ping pong? Has anyone beaten him at ping pong? Um, uh, I don't think he he might have he might have been he might have been everyone on the team except for um our director of basketball operations Bill Carden. He he didn't beat him. I don't think. Interesting. Okay. I do have a question. I have a question. Uh, what, what, why did you decide to come to CU over your other offers, ultimately? Yeah, um, you know, I, I narrowed my list down to CU, Miami, and Purdue. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I narrowed my list down to CU, Miami, and Purdue. And, um, I didn't really like the the structure of Miami, and um, I thought Purdue and CU were just alike in this in the fact that it was a college town. You know, Purdue is a little more farm area e, and you know CU is not. So I just you know I I vibe with CU's um, you know their vibe better, and um, the environment, the fans, you know everything. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious too that CU. Vice with Evan Batty. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, you're the next mayor of Boulder after Spencer Dimity, I think. So, nah, I, um, think I, passed. <laughs> I think you picked the right choice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm all done on my side. Sam, do you have any on your side? Uh, no, I, that was my last question. All right. Um, well, Evan, thank you for taking the time with yes, us. Sir. Yep, and uh, <clears throat> I hope you're enjoying your. I guess un- unexpected break. Um, yep. Stay safe out there. Uh, yep. And there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of NCAA tournament games on YouTube if you're going what I'm doing and just trying to watch yeah. basketball. Yep. Yep. Buzz. 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 Buzz.